Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a wonderful good afternoon, morning, night, wherever you may be at the sound of my voice at this appointed time. I am so, so, so excited for today's show. I really, really am. I am not going to do a long preliminaries today other than to say it is a gorgeous day. I'm praying that wherever you are, you have an expectancy for what God is going to speak to your spirit on this day. We are going to launch out into the deep today. I'm I'm really just putting that out in the atmosphere because of what the show is going to deal with, and I believe that it is going to be a blessing to each and every one of you that hear it. So share, 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 and make sure that, you know, you bring people back to the archive to tap into what God is speaking in this hour. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I want to welcome you to the It's Real Radio Talk Show, where we deal with real talk on real issues, and that's what we're going to focus on today. As always, I have my beautiful, vivacious, and anointed sister in the Lord co- co- in the co-seat with me. In the co-seat with me. Yes. <laughs> in, in the co-seat, in right? The co-seat, right? <laughs> hearing, I'm hearing, hearing this chip. So, this Tanya, chip. So, you know, Tanya, I love you. you know, I love you. Welcome, and I am Welcome, hearing feedback here. here. So, somebody is on a um, speakerphone. That's me, Seth. Forgive me. I'm better. I just want to okay. say hello to everybody, okay. and hopefully you guys can hear me a lot better now. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. So, Tanya, I know that, you know, you are no stranger to the topic that we are going to tackle today because um, you have been walking this journey for many, many years, and just the fact that you've been alive in the number of years that you've been alive, you recognize and understand that on a daily basis, life happens. You know, no matter what stage of your walk you're in with the Lord, whether you're a babe in Christ, whether you're a seasoned saint, or whether you don't even know the Lord, you know, you may be being introduced to some things for the first time as you hear this broadcast, but you've been in your own struggles and situations and disappointments. And we have been talking, you know, it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, amazing how God will set things up. Because, sis, you know, we've been dealing with walking through disappointments. We've been dealing, you know, with getting beyond um those stumbling blocks that we come up against and whatever, and God has just strategically, I believe, built us up to today. Because today we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Dr. Portia Lockett. And Dr. Portia will tell you some more things about herself, but if I tell you this is an anointed vessel of God, please hear me on that. And not only is she anointed just outright, but she has walked through some things. She has credentials behind her name. She is a chaplain. She deals with life on a daily basis. Um, And where God has elevated her to in this hour She has a message for people because of all that she has walked through. So without further ado, 
tell me, welcome to the show, Dr. Portia Lockett. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you so much. It is truly a pleasure to be here with two dynamic sisters on this call, on this talk show. Amen. Amen. We are super, super excited about having you. We really are. I I would like for you just to kind of open up and tell our audience some things about you. I don't like just reading off bios. I like people to share their stories for themselves because not only does it give it more credence, but people can feel where you've been. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, you know what? I I will say this. The the most... uh, that I can say that the, the leading line is that I'm a child of God. And every day I ask God, how can I be utilized to be a blessing to everyone that crosses my path, whether it's a hug, whether it's a word, whether it's a smile, whether it's a transaction, whether it's introducing them to someone else, helping them to connect their dots. That's what I'm all about. I am a speaker and I could speak on any level of uh, to various corporations and institutions and, and churches. And, you know, I am the mother of three amazing sons, and they are my pride and joy. And, and I just love what God has called me to do, and that is basically to teach wherever I go. There's a lesson to be learned in every conversation that uh, we have with one another. So whether or not it is a, um, it's a movie experience, a talk show experience, a um, a walk past the one experience, I try to extract something positive from whatever experience I have so I can share it with the masses to be a blessing. Amen. 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 And you know what? And that's what it's all about. One of the things that we have really stressed to our listeners is the fact that they each and every one have purpose and destiny. Yes. And God Absolutely. created them with a plan in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes we lose sight of that, especially when life happens. You know, we start to question our credibility. We start to question why we're even in this earth realm and different things because we start to doubt ourselves, you know. And then, unfortunately, we start to doubt our God, which is a major, major setback to us in pressing forward. So, I want you to just kind of talk on, you know, some of the trials, just, in, you know, an overview of some of the things that you have had to press past. Because I listened to you talking to a group of ladies a few weeks ago, and one of the things that you stressed was you were becoming. And you were Absolutely. becoming because of the things that you had walked through in life. So share a little bit about that, please. Yes, so absolutely. I, I feel like every day we are becoming everything that we desire to be and everything that God created us to be. And it's really important to know that no matter where you are in life, you have not fully arrived yet. You may be where you're supposed to be at that given moment, that, that, that given time, but we are becoming. And so as I am becoming, I've had to go through some things. And so I went through a, a divorce uh, from my uh, childhood sweetheart. Life just happened. Uh, he was in a near-fatal car accident, which caused him to have some, uh, some challenges with his brain and his thought processes. And so he was no longer the person that I had married, so I had to make a, a conscious decision whether or not, that, whether or not we were going to stay together uh, or part our ways and still be in a position to co-parent our children. Following that, I, I had to go through a uh, foreclosure on my home. I had experienced uh, bankruptcy. My car was repossessed. Uh, my company uh, was doing very, very, very well, and then the economy hit. The economy just went down back in 2007, 2008, and, you know, no one was wanting to have someone to come into their various uh, businesses and do training. So I had to reinvent myself. But in that process, I had to stand still and just wait on God and just knowing that no matter what I was going through, that God was going to get me through that. And sometimes when you're in the midst of the madness, you don't see your way out. But the only thing I can say is if you just trust God with your heart, your mind, and your soul, God will get you through it and get you to the next place of your destination as you are becoming. And so one of the things I always tell people, you know, is, you know, it's okay to be in that space of the uncertainties and being angry, but it's not okay to stay in that place. So even if it means that you have to depend on some other sisters and brothers to get you through that, call on them and, and don't, don't have uh, 
uh, a sense of pride where, you know, I don't want anybody to know what's going on because I'm going to feel embarrassed. You know, this is, you know, this is not where I want to be. People don't see me in the same light, you know, when I'm, when I'm down. Well, if people can't accept you when you're down, uh, they only want to be around you when you're up. Those are not the type of people that you want to be associated with, period. And so as you move forward in your life and as you are becoming, just know that God is God, and he will, he will get you through whatever it is that you're going through at any given time in your life. So just stay encouraged. Amen. You know, you touched on something that really sparked a nerve within me because I think when we mm-hmm. start walking through different situations in life, we allow the embarrassment yes of that, that moment to hold us back. It, because we're mm-hmm. embarrassed, we won't reach out to somebody else. We won't share what we're walking through. Um, part mm-hmm. of it's embarrassment. Part of it is pride. I can remember, you know, yeah. being a single mom and sitting in my apartment and not having any food, and my pride wouldn't let me go to mm-hmm. tell somebody. Right, right. Which would lead me yeah, to that, do that, things that I had no business doing just because of my pride. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to change that mindset and just to be open because you never know who God is going to place in your life to be able to help you get to that next mm-hmm. point and, and not be afraid to, to let people know, period. You know what I mean? You don't want the world to know. You don't want to get on the radio or TV and do a big, you know, commercial blip. Right. But those individuals who are in mm-hmm. your inner circle, and it just takes me back to who you have in your inner circle. Sometimes you have to readjust mm-hmm. that inner circle to make sure that, that those people who are right there are the ones that are going to have your back no matter what. I know when I was going through my my setback, uh, and, and, and realizing then, and realizing even now, who those individuals that God allowed to be in my space, and how they blessed me, and how they took care of me, and I remember, you know, some of my friends just saying, Portia, if you need some money, we, we've got you, and, um, you know, people would come by my house, and sometimes I would come, um, come home, you know, from the hospital where my, my husband was um, um, in the hospital, and people would just drop off checks you know, just walk up to me and just put money in my hand. And I wasn't working at that particular time. And then, you know, that kind of ran out, but that, but that was okay. But, but then God began to open up another door for me. You know, he allowed me to go and volunteer somewhere. And a lot of times people just say, volunteer. You know, I, 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 I'm not into volunteering. I need a job. And, of course, I said that too. But God really just shook me and, and made me realize that I had to go through that volunteer process, which led me into a full-time paying position. Uh, and it was just a beautiful thing, uh, just looking back now and just seeing how God just made me be still. I didn't have a choice but to trust God. I did not have a choice but to trust mm-hmm. God. The life, you know, happens all around us and to us, but how we respond to it, how we react to whatever that issue is that we're experiencing is going to determine where we're going to go. And even though, you know, sometimes we find ourselves stuck, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have to stay stuck. God will get us through. Amen. Amen. You know, and and what's really, really vital in what you just said is the fact that we have to trust God. We have to hear him and be obedient to him. Now, Uh I got to I got to ask you, like when the Lord spoke to you and said, go volunteer and you know that you're not working, your husband is incapacitated at the time. how, How did you receive that from God as far as volunteering? Well, you know what? So I had to. I kind of left out a couple of parts. So, so when I was volunteering at that particular time, uh, I do believe I was divorced at that time. Yes, yeah, so I was. I had already gone through my divorce. Okay. But you know, I kind of asked God, "Are you talking to me? You know, I've got these three boys, and you're telling me to go and volunteer." And I was blessed enough to be able to. After mm-hmm. I lost my home, I was blessed to be able to go and stay with my mother. And um, and and I'm, I'm asking him, you know, wait a minute, hold on. Volunteer, volunteer doesn't pay. I need gas in this in this mm-hmm. car that I'm utilizing. I need to be able to get my children back and forth to school. I've got to put some food on the table. But God said volunteer, and then He told me to go volunteer again to a different location. Mm-hmm. But then that's when the door opened up for me, and I just said, "Wow!" So it was you all know, part of the process. It was all part of the process of me becoming. And if I hadn't gone through that whole process, you know, of having that, that six-year moment of trying to determine whether or not I was going to go through a divorce, if I didn't go through that part of volunteering at one hospital for six months and then moving to a different hospital and volunteering, 
I would not be the Portia that I am today because there were some lessons that I had to learn. God had to sit me down and, and educate me and empower me and encourage me and escort me to where he wanted me to be. And so now when I, I, I can truly say it, I can look back and I just say, you know, okay. You know, but when you when you when you when you're broke and you don't have anything and, and God is saying, you know, go volunteer, you're kinda of like looking at God kinda of sideways like, Yeah, okay. All right. Mm-hmm, I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. But you you, you you better do something big, God. You better do something big. <laughs> and he did as he always does. He he came through. He allowed me to have a position. Um, you know, where it, it was so perfect for me that nobody else could get that position but me because it was almost as if they looked mm-hmm. at my resume and created something just for me. It was like designed based on my resume. And so even since then, I've been mm-hmm. uh, in this position now with the same organization now for about for 10 years, and God has allowed me to elevate seven times in 10 years. And at wow. none of the times that wow. I was trying to elevate, what was I trying to elevate, God, it just happened. God allowed it to happen. So that was a part of my good life and still a part of my good life where I'm able to go out and I'm able to go out and speak and I'm going to go out to minister and go out and do missionary work and have conversations with other women one-on-one. But if I didn't have a story to tell, that I couldn't minister to them because I haven't gone through anything. So every mm-hmm. experience that we have, I truly believe that it is intentional that God is utilizing us to be, able to, to be an encouragement and a resource for others to be able to look at and to talk to, to say, you know what, if he did it for Dr. Portia, I know he can do it for me and trust God. I wholeheartedly believe that. I absolutely believe that. And, and I think, again, that, you know, until we can get to that place of trust. And that's a hard place to get to for some people. Um, I know mm-hmm, it was for mm-hmm. me, you know, um, right. that place mm-hmm. of trust and belief. You know, the Lord, the word of God says that those that know their God shall do great exploits. But you have to get to that place of knowing your God. And that's part of mm-hmm. building up that trust factor, you know, that relationship. Mm-hmm. Religion will never get you to that place where you'll trust God no. to the point of obedience. Absolutely. You'll never do it. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. it has to be it has to be that relationship. So in because you're a chaplain, um, I'm sure you have encountered various different difficult times and situations um with loved ones, not just on your personal level, but just in what you do mm-hmm. and how you pour yourself out to others. How do you encourage those that are walking through those times of hopelessness when um, there's a loved one there and, and they just don't see an end to, to what is going on, a good end, let me put it that way. How do you encourage uh-huh. them to pass that point? You know, it's almost like you have to hold their hand through the process. And I always tell mm-hmm. people, especially when you're dealing with someone who uh, has been told that their loved one is, is in the process of transitioning, passing away, mm-hmm. it's really hard mm-hmm. to get that person to understand that no matter what, we're praying for God's perfect will, not your perfect will, not what your definition of perfect mm-hmm. will is, not my, my will, not mm-hmm. the patient's will, but God's perfect will. And either way, it turns out it's going to be okay. Your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your, your child is going to be free. Either way, it's either mm-hmm. God's going to do a miracle and you be free, or God is going to release that individual from the pain and suffering, and, and they get a chance to go and have a victorious, everlasting life with him. And he's, he or she mm-hmm. is still free. But getting people to understand that um, is, is very, very challenging. You know, I remember um, some years ago I was having a conversation with a, with a young lady at the hospital, and she was like a 25-year-old uh, school teacher, never been married, didn't have any children. And I would just go in and visit her, you know, every single day. And she said, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand why this is happening to me. I haven't even lived life yet. I've only lived for 25 years. Why? Why? I don't understand why this is happening to me. And that was a very hard conversation because guess what? I did not have the answer. I couldn't give her the reason why. I could not give her the reason why. Mm -hmm. And then there was another family that I had been ministering to for about nine months. Her sister was in the hospital for like nine months, and her husband was just like, everything that they're trying to do for her, it's not 
working out. It's not working out. And I said, I just, I just believe. And I would go in and I would take Bible scriptures and just put it all over the walls and just say, we're going to stand on the word of God because that's the only thing we can stand on. And, uh, you know, he was just like, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. And, you know, next week is our anniversary. We were planning on going on this trip. You know, and I want to do something special for her, but I can't do it. I said, you know what? Why don't you propose to her again? He said, what? I said, yeah, propose mm-hmm. to her again. Give her some hope. Give her some life. So he said, okay. So right. he proposed to her, and I had on this particular day, I had on some uh, some little sparkly gym shoes. And he says, I really like those shoes. I really wish she had a pair of shoes like this. I said, you know what? Tomorrow when you come, bring me uh, a pair of shoes that she has, or you can go out and buy some more. I'm going to do something special. And so I took those shoes, I painted them red, and I made some uh, uh, red sparkles on them. So on her wedding day at the hospital, we put them right on her feet. We put the ring on her finger, and we kept saying, it's no place like home. It's no place like home. And your husband's one oh day going to take you home. And it was just so wonderful. We had people there in the hospital that would, would stand in as, a, as her, uh, her bridesmaids and, and, of course, the best man. And it was such a wonderful thing. And just that little thing right there gave them hope gave them hope. And then I remember it was mm. another situation where I got called into uh, a hospice unit and uh, they said, well, the, the hospice chaplain can't make it. Can you come up here? Because this couple wants to get married. They had been together for like 20 something years. And so I said, okay, I got there. They had everything set up, you know, in one of the uh, uh, conference rooms, like, uh, like a little wedding chapel, you know, their friends were there, their family was there. And he's sitting there, you know, on an oxygen tank. And so I did something, you know, a little uh, unusual because we knew that he was going to be transitioning, but he was still at the point in life where he could make, you know, conscious decisions, you know, for himself. And I did their, mm-hmm. their wedding, mm-hmm. and then about two days later they called me and said, he's passed on, can you come and do the eulogy? You did such a beautiful job at the wedding. They, I mean, it, was, it went viral on, uh, on the Internet. Um, and then they called me back and asked me uh, to do the eulogy. And so I was there with the family again under the other circumstances. And it was, to me, it was like, wow, only you, God, only you, God, that would allow me to have this experience. I, always, I used to have a, a, little, uh, a little mantra that says I can marry you and bury you and everything in between, but I wasn't feeling that. But that particular situation, mm-hmm. I did marry them and then bury them in two or three days. But, <laughs> exactly. But, but now, but now my, my, my mantra is I can care for you from the womb to the tomb and everything in between because I do come across, you know, individuals who are believing in God for, uh, for, to, to have children. And then I also see people mm-hmm. at the end of life and everything in between. So however God chooses to use me uh, in that role, I'm just open. And he always guides me. And he always allows me to help get that person from point A to point B to point C to point D. Yeah, but it's a process. Mm, it sounds like it's an amazing process. It is amazing what you're able to do and how you're able to walk through it. And I personally, I believe that it is, is strictly the anointing of God on your life to give you the answers to, to give, even the answer that says, I don't know. You know, and it's okay mm-hmm. to tell somebody that. I think we as Absolutely. children of the most high, we struggle in saying, I don't have the answer because we feel like we're mm-hmm. supposed to. But God does not, he right. says he reveals to us in part. <laughs> so, right, you right, know, right. we may not have all the answers, but it, and it may be a situation where God is leading that particular person to press into him for the answer. You know, we Absolutely. look to man all mm-hmm. the time to give us answers, and there are specific times. I know there's been times in my life where it was like I wasn't allowed to go to anybody to ask for an answer. I had to press into him. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. it's like we go through times of isolation. You know, uh, mm-hmm. where he separates us unto himself. And, and in preparation for the different things, sometimes in preparation for what's to come, and sometimes in just trying to get through what you're going through, there will be a time right. of isolation and pulling back, you know, mm-hmm. um, yes. so that yes. you can get into that place with God. Go ahead, Tam. Oh, no, sis, I, I'm enjoying the conversation and just, listening to Dr. Portia and just what she's gone through. What I love mm-hmm. most is that she's still able to pour herself out as a drink offering in spite of all her challenges and things that she has gone mm-hmm. through. And if mm-hmm. she had, 
and if she did not, then we we the women all over the world could not be blessed. And that's why I'm trying to tell people now. You know, people say to me, after all you've gone through, you can still be nice. After all you've gone through, you can still treat mm-hmm. that person kind. After all you've gone through. And what I've heard mm-hmm. doctors say today is healing is not for that person. It's for yourself. Healing is Absolutely. so that you can live. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it when you mm-hmm. said he elevated me seven times. Um, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We're mm-hmm. going through a change right now. And to to the eye, a common eye, they may look at us and say that's a decrease. But they mm-hmm. don't know what God mm-hmm. is doing on the inside because God yes. told me it's an increase. Mm-hmm. So I'm just mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. grateful mm-hmm. right now, full of uh, just abundance of what you shared today. Because mm-hmm. I'm like on fire now because, trust me, it has been rough these last couple of months. And the mm-hmm. tide has mm-hmm. been raging and and roaring and but it's still all good and I thank you so much just for blessing us yeah. like you have already. Amen. You know the, the funny thing is is that we want to be in control. We want to tell God how we want mm. it, when we want it, mm-hmm. what we want it to look like, we want it to taste like, where it's going to take mm-hmm. place and what time. We want to we want to just tell God what to do and he is trying to tell us well, you you you're not running this. And until you understand mm. That you're not running it. God is running. He is the one that's in control. He is the master controller. So you might as well just just give it up. Put put yours off to the side. Because God is in control whether you want to admit to it, you know, or not. I remember uh, years ago when I was going through several rough periods. You know, we all go through rough periods. And uh, I, Mm -hmm. I remember fasting. And I just shut down the entire world. And all I did was basically take my kids to school, and I would just come back, and I would just sit on the couch. I didn't listen to anything but um, uh, just praise and worship music. I remember listening to uh, Yolanda Adams, The Battle Is Not Yours, It's The Lord. I remember listening to uh, mm-hmm. one of Juanita uh, Bynum's CDs, and I, I would just sit on that couch, and I would just cry out to the Lord. And, and I was, like I said, I was fasting, so I had, I had a, a book called The Fasting by, I do believe it was uh, Jensen, uh, Jensen Franklin. Franklin Jensen? And he, yeah, yeah, Franklin Jensen, right. yes, yes, right. And he guided me through where it was like every day God was showing that it's not really about you. It's like, who do you want mm-hmm. to pray for? You know, what are some things? What, whose marriages do you want to pray for? Whose children do you want to pray for? And I'm like, wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm in the middle of this. I'm like, wait a minute. This is, I'm trying to talk about talk to you about me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as I got through the mm-hmm. process, you know, of praying and being still, and I remember after that 21-day period, it was right around my birthday. It was in December. And I got off of the fast and um and I remember my friend, uh, one of my best friends, Pam, she said, I want you to go with me. I'm going to take you out to dinner for your birthday. And, uh, but I, I need you to go with me to make a stop. And I said, well, what do we got to do? It's my birthday and the weather is crazy. Come on, Pam. So she said, I've got to do an interview with uh, Morris Chestnut. And uh, it was when that movie came out that he and uh, T.D. Jakes did, Not Easily Broken. And he came to, mm-hmm. to Detroit to promote the movie. So we went down to the MGM Hotel, and uh, she was sitting there uh, having a conversation with him, and she asked me to hold the camera. And I'm like, okay, it's my birthday, and he got me down here holding the camera. I don't, this is not what I do. I'm not a videographer, so I'm just like, okay. So after they finished the, uh, uh, the interview, Morris says to me, do you want to take a picture with me? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. He's like, you don't want to take a picture with me? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So he's like, uh-uh, come on. Everybody's going to take a picture together. Now, anybody else would have been just jumping to take a picture with Morris Chestnut, right? I mean, brother was fine. He was good and everything. But I was hungry. I'm like, okay, let's get up out of here, right? So <laughs> we, we started off in one part of the, the, the suite. And the young lady that was taking the picture took the picture. She says, mm, move a little bit over to this side. And, and try to take the picture again. Oh, I, I, I forgot. I forgot one thing. Before I left to go to the dinner with Pam, to the event, God spoke to me and said, when you get there, pray for Morris Chestnut. And, of course, I'm like, look, listen to God saying, yeah, right. You want me to walk up to this man and say, oh, by the way, God said for me to pray with you, right? So, anyway, now, we're back at the hotel room, moved to another uh, corner of the, of the suite, 
Uh, the young lady says, mm, the lighting is off. Let's go over here. So we moved around several times in the suite. For whatever reason, she said, the lighting is not right. So Morris says, let's go out in the hallway. So we're on the 13th floor of this hotel um, at the MGM. And so then God spoke to me again. He said, it's you. And that's all he said. So we're out in the hallway, and the oh, young lady wow. who was taking the picture says, she dropped everything in her hands, and she said, it's you. I can't, I can't see you. I can't capture you. You're too bright for the camera. And then she said, will you pray for me? So all of us are standing on the 13th floor wow. of the MGM Hotel. I prayed. I, I began to begin to pray. And then he says, will you pray for me too? Pray for my wife. Pray for my children. Pray for me too. And so we're standing there in a circle praying. And then when she finally took the picture, it was a picture of myself. Pam and Morris Chestnut, all you could see was the mane of my hair, but you could not see my face, my facial structure. Because God had wow. allowed me to experience his presence, and I didn't even know how strong it was. I knew I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, but I had no idea but that it was shining so bright through me. And so for several days, people would mm-hmm. walk past me and just look at me, and I'm like, okay, okay, how am I going to explain this? But it wasn't for me to explain so every day I'm asking God, mm. allow me to be a light, allow me to be a blessing, allow people to see the God that radiates through me every single day. And that's mm. all I want to do. That's my whole my whole purpose is to radiate the love of God, to radiate the peace of God, to radiate the joy of God. And so with that, no matter what people are going through that, that cross my, my path, I kind of share a little glimpse of various stories that God has delivered me from. Because I said, God is no respecter of person. Anything that I've ever gone through, I go back to that scripture that says, in all of our ways we acknowledge God, he will direct our path. So we're open to him directing our path and not trying to, you know, co-create co- uh, with God to the, to the right path, then we'll be okay. Just, just step back and just let go, let God, as we always say. You know what stands out for me more than anything in what you just shared was the fact that you were going through a difficult period of time. And because of that, because of the life, life happening, it puts you into a place of seeking God to the point of yeah. him literally showing forth his glory upon you. That is mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is incredible. Yes, and I don't think we take the time to realize that, you mm-hmm. know, some of those situations are orchestrated specifically for that reason, you know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of times, a lot of times if we be really truthful and honest, if things are going mm-hmm. really, really well and it's good, you'll give God a hallelujah, but you normally won't steal away and spend that precious right. time with him that you need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we get caught up, Amazing. you know, we can be, get caught up and being yeah. busy when God really wants us to just yes. sit down and have some dialogue and some conversation with him and let him do the talking and us doing the listening. Mm-hmm. My, my sister and I were talking the other day. Mm-hmm. She said, I just get so tired of people just talk, 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 talk. And, you know, we've heard this before that God gave us two years because he wants us to listen more than what we talk. But so many yeah. times we want to be yeah. told when God just wants us to listen. And sometimes it's not him necessarily mm-hmm. speaking directly to his, us, his voice, but he utilizes other individuals to speak to us. That will, so it will benefit us, Amen. whatever it is that we're experiencing at that particular time. Amen. We have to remember never to get so caught up in self that we think that other people cannot say something to us or direct us or have a word for us. I, I'll never forget I was um, at church one Sunday, and I think I was delivering the word that particular day, and um, there was a couple that came up to me afterwards and the husband was really harsh and hard on his wife because she was involved in some things right at that moment that he felt because she was still drinking or smoking or whatever that she couldn't hear from God. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, let me say this to you, okay? God will deal with her in his own mm-hmm. way, and she's got to come mm-hmm. out of what she's going through in her experience with God, you can't beat her up and make her come mm-hmm. out. You're going to, because God said with loving kindness, have I drawn thee? I said, but never forget, if God could use a donkey to turn around and talk to a prophet, he can come use on your life yeah. to say a word yeah. if he has to. Okay? <laughs> so you need to chill. 
<laughs> like, serious. Okay? Serious. The doctor had to tell the prophet, you don't see this angel with the flaming sword? Why you keep beating me? Okay? Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we forget that God can speak through anybody at any given time. Absolutely. Anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. And we got to definitely... We got. I'm. I'm serious. I mean, he had to get me to that place because there was a point in time in my life with my husband. You know, my husband was trying to to convey something to me. It was actually about selling my house when I lived in Florida, and I looked him dead in his face. It was like a double little lie. I'm not selling my house. It was like into me. It's like. I'm in my prayer closet every day seeking God. You know, I'm doing this. This is what's going on in me. Me, 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 right? Uh A month later, I'm in my prayer closet, and God spoke crystal clear. I want you to sell the house. What he taught me is, you know, you need to stop thinking that you all of that in a bag of chips. Because trust me, I talked to the brother, too. (laughs) You know? Uh And Uh we we Uh really have to come out of self. We That's have to right. come out of self and recognize uh, you are not the only show in town. Hello, serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even thing when we go to put our mouth on people, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to just make a, make a short comment. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm just saying. And regardless of what adversities we're experiencing in our lives, when, when we just trust God, we begin to see how resilient we are, that we can get through whatever it is that we're going mm-hmm. through, if we just believe mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. just just pause for a minute. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, sister. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I was just saying that you know, it just in in kind of with trusting that God can speak through anybody and not getting so caught up that you know we're so elevated we can't a we can't learn anything or we can't hear from anybody. We have to mm-hmm. also be very very careful on how we put our mouth on other people when we're walking through. You know, because oh, God, we can yeah. be very, very hurtful, you know, to mm-hmm. other people because we're hurting. And so we have mm-hmm. to be careful, you know, what we say. Because It's like God loves us all. He does not love does. some of the things that we do, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when life happens, we have a tendency to lash out at those that are the closest around us. And mm-hmm. we, we've got to put ourselves in check. We've got to put ourselves in check, you know. Um, Like Mm -hmm. Tanya was saying, when people are saying, you know, how can you still be nice to this person? How can you still do this? How can you still do that? Because I'm sorry, it's each and every single day of my life I need the sure mercies of God upon me every day, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm not alive. Because there may be a thought that's not of him. There may even be a word that come out of my mouth that's not of him. It's just like... You know, Daddy, I, I need you to have mercy on me every day. So, therefore, if I want to walk with your grace and your mercy as my constant companion, then I know I have to show forth that same to others. Mm-hmm. And for me, that keeps me in check. <laughs> Serious. It keeps me in check because perfect none of us are. None of us are. But guess what? You're becoming. You are becoming. Yes. Thank you. And Lord. so you're taking those steps, you know, every single day. You know, no matter what we experience every single day, it's 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 taking us to the next place we're supposed to be. But we have to go through this step mm-hmm. in order to get to that step. You know, the, mm-hmm. the quote by Dr. Martin Luther King that says you don't have to climb the whole staircase just one step at a time. So just one day at a mm-hmm. time and asking God, Lord, just get me through this day. And if you get me through this day, I'm gonna trust you tomorrow and I'm gonna trust you the next day until the point where you Amen. you don't have a choice but to just want to have that closeness, that intimate relationship Amen. with God that says, oh, I can't wait to get up in the morning to spend some time with God. And then I just can't wait Amen. to the meeting is over so I can have a little quiet time with God. I can't wait to run to the restroom. I can't wait to do this so I can just have that mm-hmm. little quiet time mm-hmm. with God where I can get in my car and nobody's talking to me and I can just have some quiet time with God and I can just listen to what he's saying and what do you want me to do next, Lord? And what am I supposed to say next, Lord? And where am I supposed to go next, Lord? You know, it's just like you're just like having a problem. Like, okay, we got this, we got this, I'm listening, I'm doing it, and I'll write down everything God's telling me to do, and, and, and then later on, watching and flipping back through my papers and saying all the things that he told me to do, and I did, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. that strengthens me, no matter yeah. what the challenges are in my life. 
and life is going to continue to happen, but I'm going to continue to trust him even more because I know what he's gotten me through. I have a little saying that says today is a good mm. day, better than it was yesterday, but not as good as it's going to be tomorrow. Today is a magnificent day. Amen. More magnificent than it was yesterday, but not as, ma- as magnificent as it's going to be tomorrow. So I'm putting it out there Amen. in the universe that I'm going to have Amen. a great day. Mm. I'm going to be here. Amen. I feel better mm. today than I did yesterday if I'm going through some, some physical challenges, but not as good as I'm going to feel tomorrow. My relationship Amen. is good today with my children, better than it was yesterday, but not as great as it's going to be tomorrow. So we just have Amen. to constantly just put mm. it out there and speak those things into existence and whatever it is Amen. that we want. Be able to call it out and say it and don't be afraid to call it out. And remind God of what you said. Lord, you said, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You wrote that word. You told Paul Amen. to write that chapter. Mm-hmm. You just told David to write that chapter. I'm just repeating back to you what mm. you said. Because it's your word and your word cannot return back to us void. It has to accomplish what it says it's going to do because you're God. And Amen. you're wrong, mm-hmm. God. So go and do it. Amen. Absolutely. Man, that's, that's powerful. Absolutely. Yes, I believe that. I believe there that. Yeah. I believe that. Yes, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, so Dr. for Portia, so long, what do I was you a... Say? Go ahead, Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. No, no, baby. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just <laughs> okay, saying so that. I, just, you know, I had a question just... that just... Go ahead. I had a question that dropped in my spirit that for that person that have encountered the hardships of life and because they've encountered mm-hmm. that, they backed up from the presence of God. How, what mm. do you say to that person to encourage them to get back, um, not even to get back to where they were, but just to start afresh and anew with their relationship with God? You know, sometimes I just get to this point where I just say, you know what? Give them another chance. Give them another chance. Mm. Don't don't run from God. If 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 anybody in this world that you shouldn't run from is God, He's gonna be right here. All He's waiting is for you to come running back to Him. And just give them another chance to prove himself. Because where you you're looking at a situation from a different angle. But everything that God allows to happen, I I believe that it happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And so in order to find out what that reason is, you've got to have those conversations with God. And I'll begin to give them some other examples of other people who have gone through some things similar to what they're going through and what God did for them. And I always give personal testimonies. I may not be going through what you're going through, but this is what I went through and what God got me through. So all I'm asking is just to mm-hmm. give God another chance. And I'm here right with you to help to guide you through it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be right here to hold your hand. Because God is no respecter of person. He really, really loves you. You're sitting up here and, and you're mm-hmm. in this situation and you've got these kids that you can't see right now and you don't know where you're going to live. But we're going to sit down. We're going to try to we're going to figure this thing out. You know, so we're going to go down to um, uh, the services. And, and, and get you some food stamps if you need or, or a card so you can feed your kids. We're going to find you a place to mm-hmm. stay. It may not be the most luxurious place, but we're going to find a place for you to stay. We're going to go to the Salvation Army or we're going to go to a resale shop and we're going to get you some clothes so you can go on some interviews to get a job. So whatever it is, we're going to make a list of our to-do list. And as a sister to sister, I've got you. And whatever I can't, we're going to mm-hmm. pray that God will put somebody else in your life to be able to help you through it because I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the resources. But I got some sisters and I got some praying sisters that have prayed me through some stuff mm-hmm. mm, that I know will be willing to pray with mm-hmm. you as well. And I think as women and brothers, too, brothers don't come together like brother to brother like sisters do, but you got to find yourself some good praying sisters that you can just call up a text from mm-hmm. time to time and say, look, this is what I'm going through, and I need you all to join your faith with my faith and believe that God is going to do mm-hmm. something supernatural in this situation. And just leave it right there in trust. Amen. Mm-hmm. And just keep encouraging mm-hmm. them and letting them know that, you know, I'm right here. And checking in on the sister every now and then. You good? What you need? Mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. two, 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 mm-hmm. two sisters right now who are going through some stuff. i got one young lady who is about 
she was got to be like 41 years old, and they just told her that um, she just some I can't think of his sacadoma. I can't really think of what it is, which type of cancer is over 300 different cancers. And she's just mm-hmm. like, I still love God no matter what happens. I said, God still loves you. I said, don't give mm-hmm. up on God because he ain't giving up on you. Amen. So we're just going to walk Amen. this thing through no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what it feels like. God is still in charge. God is still in control. Mm-hmm. And then another young, another uh, good friend of mine, um, um, her, her father's in the hospital right now, and uh, they're basically saying, you know, uh, he needs to go in the hospice. Well, guess what? This is the third time they've said that in 10 years, and he keeps bouncing mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. He said, I ain't ready to go yet. Mm-hmm. So he is like, mind okay. over matter. His willpower continues. To, to, he's 101 years old. He's like, I ain't ready to go yet. Oh my I God! Go. I don't know what these doctors <laughs> keep saying. I don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. I ain't ready to go. God ain't told me that. Wow. So wow. you just never know <laughs> what and how God's gonna do. <laughs> That's when amazing. You know, I'm just wasting years old. Okay. We have this little sweet. He's, he's a good-looking man too, right? Good-looking man. And I told, I told him, I said, if you uh-huh. make it out here. I said, I might be your fourth wife, so hurry up. He's like, come on, get out of there. Get out of that. Get out of that bed. We got some work to do. We got some travel to do. So, you know, I just go into encouragement okay. mode. And they're just laughing at me like, only you, Dr. Portia, only you will be saying that to my daddy when he, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just said, they got to put him in house. I figured you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. You don't. <laughs> well, like you said, you have to give them hope. You know, and laughter, so you know, laughter makes good. It's good for the soul. It's Absolutely. good for the healing oh process. Oh, my God. Yes, so. it is. It's the best medicine, Amen. right? Yes, it, is. it is. It really, really <laughs> is. It is. I'm sorry, Tanya. What was it that you were saying, sweetheart? Sis, all I was, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting into, into, can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Uh-huh. I'm just getting uh-huh. into watching and listening to you two go at it. And it's I love it. I'm there already. <laughs> I realize that. All my life has been a cycle of being negative and, and, and thinking woe is me and why is God allowing this to happen to me and if this mm-hmm. didn't happen to me and if this would happen to me. And then I just thank God that <clears throat> that like you're saying, spite of where you are, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm and I believe that when you keep loving him. He'll meet you where mm-hmm. you are. I've been that That's woman right. at the well. Mm-hmm. I've been that woman drawing a line in the middle of the sand. I've been that woman mm-hmm. that wanted to cut somebody's ear off. I've been that mm-hmm. woman, uh, and I've been through many different cycles. But now, it's like even going through what we're going through now. It's been a rough one. Two people moving a house after 30-something years. Trust me, the buildup. You don't even realize mm-hmm. how much stuff you have until you leave. But two people, mm-hmm. and I was on a deadline. But every morning I wake up, every morning I kept saying, it's going to work itself out. Certain things mm-hmm. happen wrong. Certain things start falling apart. It's going to work itself out. And it did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it mm-hmm. did. Lord, don't let this cost me pain. And it did. So that's what's just so magnificent about God, mm-hmm. about how many different ways that he does take you. But when you're positive, no matter what you go through, I truly believe you can make it through even stronger. That's all I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 I love that wholeheartedly. God is such a yeah, magnificent God. With too. wonders to behold, for real. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I think and I we forget that say, you go we forget that the word. enormity of God. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, we have to. I always say remind God of his word and just go back to his word and ask him yep. for a word for that present time. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, Lord, I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear anything from anybody but you. And and you just never know how mm-hmm. God is going to do what he's going to do. I remember years ago, uh, Phyllis Timon. You all remember Phyllis Timon? Yep, I sure do. Yeah, and I loved me some Phyllis Timon, but Phyllis was going through some really uh, challenging times, you know, in her life, some hurt. And you can hear it and feel it in all of her music. But I 
I never, ever missed one of her concerts. And I remember the day my sister called and said, girl, you're not going to believe this. She said, Phyllis is gone. Mm. I'm like, what? She mm. said, Phyllis is gone. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in the basement of my house, and I, was, I just began to cry. And it was mm. almost like I could feel her saying, I needed a word from God, but I, I just wasn't getting that word that I needed. And so God gave me mm. a song called, Lord, I Need a Word From You. And I just started singing it and singing it and singing it. And then years later, my friend of mine was in the hospital, and um, I went to go and visit her. And I said to her, I, I want to sing this song to you. She said, girl, she said, when I get out of this hospital, I'm going into the studio. And I'm going to record that song. And I said, okay. Mm. And about a year or so later, she, she went into the studio and she turned it and she, she recorded the song. And she travels all over doing concerts and different things. And I said, you know what? If I wasn't in tune to God's voice, if, and these are all reasons, everything mm. happened for a reason. If Phyllis hadn't passed away, mm-hmm. I would not have wrote that song. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone. If she wasn't sick, I wouldn't have been able to go visit her in the hospital. If she wasn't in the hospital mm-hmm. to hear me sing that song to her, she wouldn't go into the studio, and now it wouldn't be on one of her CDs. So everything happens because, yeah. you know, it's, um, but we just have to wait on God. We just have to mm-hmm. just stand back and just say, okay, I can't ask why, but we just have to do whatever he's telling us to do and, and go after that word. And, and seek his word because everything yeah. that we need, there's a word about it in scripture. Amen. Nothing is new. Amen. Nothing is new. And the key mm-hmm. and the key is getting the understanding of that word, you know? Because yeah. mm-hmm. what what one person will get out of that scripture may be entirely different than what God'll give you in that exact same scripture. And and I've gone back and read the same scripture over and over again and gotten different understandings yes. and different words from yes. that one scripture. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm there. Check. <laughs> my my pastor has a saying. He said, if you read what is written, you'll hear what is spoken. If you mm. read what is written, you'll hear what is spoken. So as mm-hmm. you're reading the it. word of God, when you get that into yeah. your spirit, then you can hear the word of God. You can hear what God is saying mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and you are so right. It's like we've got to seek him out for ourselves because mm-hmm. what work, and this is I, I, one of the things that I try to be careful in, in, in counseling others is I will tell you my story and my testimony mm-hmm. where it relates to what mm-hmm. you're walking through, but mm-hmm. I will never tell you you have to do what I did. I'm going to tell you you have to do what I did as far as seeking God in that situation. This is what God mm-hmm. spoke to me for that situation. But you got to hear God for you for that situation. Because he may mm-hmm. have you go mm-hmm. a whole different path than he had me to go. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. may tell you to mm-hmm. stay when he told me to go, or he may tell me to stay when he tells you to go. It, it's Absolutely. you've got to seek him for yourself, you know. And Absolutely. and these people that come to to service every Sunday and never bring their word, and all they want to do is get mm-hmm. a quick fix and just get something to mm-hmm. feel good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me get that little quickening mm-hmm. in my spirit so I can say mm-hmm. I went mm-hmm. to church and I'm going to slip on out this door and I'll probably cut somebody out on the way out the parking lot because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. my little quick fix is now over. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't, you mm-hmm. cannot deal with the things that are going to happen to you in life with a quick fix. You can't. You're right. You're right. It's going to take that pressing in and that relationship with the Lord to walk you through it. You know, I'll never forget when I first got saved, um, and this is like 31 years ago, I'm sitting there and my pastor was teaching, you know, about the, the scripture, you will reap what you sow, right? So, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, I done sold a whole lot of things before <laughs> I walk through these doors. So, I said, I said, okay, Pastor, I got a question. So, now that I'm saved, <laughs> do I have to read some of that stuff that I've 
old in the past. And his words to me was this. He said, sister, you will reap what you sowed. And I was like, I got scared. And then he said, but here's the difference. God will walk through it with you. It is Uh not the same as somebody out there without a relationship with God and without the knowledge of God reaping what they Uh have sown. He will Uh walk you through it and and expose different aspects of it as you walk through it. And I'll never forget, Uh in my first marriage, man, there were some things that brought me to my knees. And when I dropped, Uh all I could say was not so much woe is me, but, Lord, I am so sorry. All I could do was repent for because I'm like, if I made someone else feel, the pain that I'm Uh feeling right now, and I know I had. It's Uh not one of those, Uh if I did, you know, trying to get out of it, I knew I had. And I'm like, I am just so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh And it was like, it it Uh just, he walked me through my situation, but my heart went out for the people that I had hurt in the past that did not know him in that hour Uh to walk through it. Uh You know, so it it changes Mm. you. There's there's transitions (laughs) that happen, you know, even Uh in the midst of it. A lot of times, and I've said this, I'm like, you know, sometimes we're talking about God, why me? And it's like, you know, stop and think what you've done, honey. Uh (laughs) And and instead Uh of being Uh why me and the focus on you, it's like, how about being in that repentive state of what you know is in your past? Because absolutely not like, you know, you are without sin. It's like everybody standing there with that rock in their hand, and all God said was, you know, he that is without sin cast the first stone. You know, rocks kind of start dropping on the ground because, yeah, mm-hmm. you couldn't nobody throw anything. So, mm-hmm. um, this yeah. has been great. This has been great. We are down to the last two minutes of the show, and so. I would love for you just to, you know, share your heart with the people, whatever, you know, God will put on your heart just to to close out the show and then Tanya will share and, and we'll be done. Okay. So I just want um, just think, first of all, just encourage everyone. Um, just remember to love yourself and take good care of yourself. And no matter what you're going through, remember to love yourself more than you love anybody else other than God. And, you know, uh, reminding mm-hmm. yourself how beautiful you are, how magnificent you are. So no matter what it is that you're going through, God is going to get you through. And you can ask yourself these two questions every day. Is this going to bless me up or mess me up? So whatever I put into my temple, mm-hmm. is it going to bless me up or mess me up? By me having a conversation or be, being engaged in this conversation with someone, is it going to mess me up or bless me up? Getting involved in somebody in a relationship, is this relationship going to mess me up or bless me up? This place where I'm, I'm thinking about going. Is this place, this place going to mess me up or bless me up? And so when you ask yourself that question, and if it's going to bless you up, you want to keep on moving in that direction. It's going to mess you up. You want to, like, run, like, force run, run, force run, and just stay encouraged. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get in contact with me, I encourage everyone to go to my website, drportialockett.com. That's P-O-R-T-I-A, Lockett, L-O-C-K-E-T-T.com, drportialockett.com. And I have something um, for you, if you go to my website, I have 10 tips on how to stay inspired and encouraged. It doesn't cost you a dime. Just drop me your email address so I can stay in contact with you. Amen. 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 This has been phenomenal. Tanya? I just want to say what a blessing it is and what it was to have you on, Dr. Portia, and I mean that. I was truly blessed from you. And I just hope Amen. all the other listeners as well and again just share you guys because that's the only way we can get through anything is when we share and we love together pray together mm-hmm. stay together amen. amen 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 well thank you so much for sharing your time with us dr portia this has definitely been a blessing and i have no doubt yeah. at all that our listeners have been encouraged um because that's what it's all about we're here to be a blessing in each other's lives. We were created yes. to be the answer for someone else's problem. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So we That's thank right. you. We thank you so much for your time. We appreciate oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you, sisters. Thank you, beautiful. Amen. Love you, too. Thank you, thank you so much. 
You be blessed. Okay. Be blessed, everyone. All right. Thank Love you, you guys. Let's keep it real.